0: Welcome to the Von Nelson Podcast. With me today is CEO and CIO Chris Wallace. Welcome, Chris. It's great to be here, Dan. All right, Chris, a couple weeks off, uh, turn the page on the calendar, stepping into 2024. Um, and, you know, I think the first thing we need to do is just a quick look back at, at 2023, um, a really incredible run from the markets. Uh, but then as you walk into 2024, you know, typically, you know, January is met with, with pretty strong seasonal liquidity. Um, and, you know, I know we're only in the first week so far, but you know, are you surprised to see that, that the market's pulled back over these first few days?
1: Yeah, I, I guess I'm not surprised to see them pull back. I think we had a, a lot of delayed selling that would have occurred last year, but, you know, why not defer your tax gains until uh, the new year. And so I think that's what we're witnessing early on. And look, the rally in the fourth quarter was driven by flows and repositioning. And what I mean by that is we got further information that the inflationary pressures were abating, the increase in disinflationary pressures. And then you got basically the Fed kind of confirming that and acknowledging that Hey, as fast as inflation's coming down, you know, real rates are moving up dramatically, and in sense, we we may need to cut rates. And cutting rates heals a lot of issues that existed in the marketplace, right? So for your your growth stocks, it means that multiples can expand, so your longer duration assets can rally. It meant your your levered companies, your high beta, high-cyclical companies may have a lower probability of refinancing risk, and it also meant that, you know, where you had asset impairments from uh, marks and security books within the banks and the insurance space and elsewhere, that pressure was relieved as well, and what we were able to do in the fourth quarter then is ease financial conditions dramatically while at the same time not bringing down growth estimates or earnings estimates on a go-forward basis, and so you put those, you know, that, those conditions together, and you get a, a pretty powerful rally as people reposition to that new reality. Um, what it does mean is then clearly we've pulled returns forward. I mean we we've got to acknowledge that, and so it it sets up a very interesting, uh, I think, 2024. Um, and one that'll, I think, will, will you, may surprise people how it plays out.
0: Yeah, and I guess that's really to the next question. It's a bit of a broad one, but you know, if, if we are thinking about twenty twenty four, and again, only in the first week here, but you know, how, how do you, how do you see it playing out? How, what do you what do you think it develop? Any really key issues that stand out in your mind to, to keep an eye out for?
1: Yeah, I look. I think we're going to see fairly weak economic data and earnings data in the first quarter, and we, it'll probably start showing up with the data in December. And so we're going to continue to see this weakening data um, out of the U.S. for the first – the first half may be too long, but certainly the first quarter and potentially into portions of the second quarter. Uh, And then we're going to start to see stability, and we should start to see stability in economic growth and stability in outlook as we move through Q2 into Q3 – at the same time that I would suspect the U.S. Treasury will have reliquified its checking account and be pumping money and liquidity into the system to drive fairly strong growth going into the election. They're not going to want that weakness to show up in the election. I also think that by the time we get mid-year, we're going to start to see stability in economic activity within Europe, and that's going to be that, that may surprise people, because as we all know, Europe's been incredibly weak, but we've already starting to see our leading indicators show that growth is going to pick up in Europe, and China has been uh, obviously injecting a lot of liquidity into the system, and we should start to see some improvement in China as well. And so that means first half of the year we may be bringing down earnings estimates and we've already pulled forward returns and expanded multiples, and we've brought down rate cut expectations uh, fairly dramatically, we may have to reprice some of that as we move through the year. But I think the real key for 2024 is going to be inflation. We're seeing outright deflation in China, but we're actually seeing the signals that inflation is bottoming in the rest of the world. So I think for the first half of the year, there's going to be this tug of war between Early, you know economic weakness kind of reaching its apex and then deflationary pressures emanating out of China with a wall of liquidity and inflationary pressures building elsewhere. And so it may be difficult to get close to that Fed 2% target. And so the market needs to be very careful about how many rate cuts are priced in before we see the weakness or before we get confirmation that inflation really is going to reach those lower levels sought by the fed so i and and when you're talking about rates and inflation and we've already seen a a a material move lower in rates this is where you get volatility because should rates move up 150 basis points or down 150 basis points really has a big impact on valuations. You know, today we're sitting in the ten years right around four percent, so that's a matter of going back to five and a half, or sufficient economic weakness that they break below three, and those are just two very different economic outcomes. So I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun 24 as we as we look and see how it plays out, and as we know, um, not unlike the last couple of years geopolitics stands to have a big influence as well um and i really think the 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 results the ultimate outcome for 24 is because we are going to see this weakness in the first half and strength in the second the real returns for 24 will be driven by the 25 outlook meaning we're going to need to get into the second half of 24 see if inflation is contained or if it's picking up again, and then what those ramifications are, and then post-election what the ramifications are, because we have a whole host of tax rates set to expire in 2025 that, again, will have a material impact on valuations and earnings. Yeah.
0: Maybe one more for you then. Um, you know, just think about all the volatility that you just described. You know, how, how realistic is, is a Fed 2% target, right? We've been talking about this for a long time. Do you you know, do, do you think we can settle back in at that level? Do you think it's going to be sustained?
1: I don't know. Like we really don't know because um, every indication would be that the Fed's going to blink and boost liquidity. Uh, they did it with the banking crisis when they didn't. They didn't have to. Um, they're already talking about pivoting, and uh, it's clear that you know uh, in the leading indicators of inflation have stabilized and are starting to increase right? We really haven't seen sufficient weakness in owner's equivalent rent to f- bring inflation further down. There's a big lagged effect. It's going to roll through over the next nine, six to nine months, and it's going to put downward pressure, but probably not enough to get to the two percent. And yet, you know, the the Fed's almost declaring victory already. So that starts to sound political, or it starts to sound like they know that they need to get rates low enough such that we can roll the debt and not have um, a real deficit funding issue. Um, so I, you know, I'm reasonably skeptical that if we get to the 2%, we can stay there. When you just look at the structural deficit suspend, uh, spending, you know, that that ultimately is going to prove to be inflationary. So I'll be surprised if, if we can get there. Okay.
0: All right. Let's wrap it up there then. Thank you, Chris. Um, Next week, we'll be coming out with with all of our uh, fourth quarter strategy recap podcasts. So so keep an eye out for those. Um, And Chris, we'll, we'll get you back on here soon. Sounds good. The views, information, and or opinions expressed during this podcast are solely those of the individuals involved and do not necessarily represent those of Von Nelson and its employees. Paul Nelson does not verify and assumes no responsibility for the accuracy of any of the information contained in the podcast. The primary purpose of the information, opinions, and thoughts presented in this podcast is to educate and inform. This podcast, or any podcast in the series, does not constitute professional investment advice or services, and any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk. Past performance is not an indication of future performance. By accessing this podcast, you acknowledge that the entire contents of this podcast are the property of Von Nelson or used by Von Nelson with permission and are protected under U.S. copyright and trademark laws. Securities discussed within this podcast may be held in the Von Nelson Strategies.